friends, this is Eric Kapoor, the pastor of Trinity OC. During this time of COVID-19 and all the challenges and all the disruptions that it's brought into our lives, we are offering regular meditation to all of you by looking at the letter of 1 Peter. Why 1 Peter? Well, 1 Peter shows us how Christianity and the Christian life is meant to bring us deep joy, a sense of well-being deep in our bones and our soul. It's meant to develop in us a change, a character from the inside out. And it's meant to fill our lives with great purpose, with the knowledge that we can actually reveal something of who God is to others with our witness. Now, I think uh, whether you are a Christian or not and you're listening, you might say, I think you would say, that's the, that's the kind of life I want, a life of joy, no matter what. Joy that can be found no matter what I'm suffering, character that is built no matter what is going on in my life, and purpose that no suffering can take from me. Now, the thing that drew me in and also made me afraid of this letter when we were studying it back in the fall is... That, that Peter says God's way, God's method and pattern of how we get more of this life is in and through hardship, struggles, and suffering. First Peter gives us a, a theology of suffering alongside a theology of hope and puts those two things together. What strikes me about my life in Orange County, many of the lives of the people that I know, many of the lives of the Christians that I know, and this is what makes me afraid of this book, is that uh, it's, it's our avoidance of, it's our fear of, it's our refusal to accept, it's our confusion over, our discouragement from, or getting stuck in our suffering and our trials and our struggles that Peter would say actually is the cause, actually leads to our lack of joy, holiness, and witness. So for this meditation, I want to zero in on just one piece of that, the holiness piece. And what I want to have you think about before I read the text, 1 Peter 1, 14 through 17, what I want you to think about is this. It's a perspective on everything that's going on. It's uh, maybe a different way for you to think about the question, what is happening and how should I respond and what might God be up to in my life with everything going on with COVID-19. It's the perspective of holiness. Let me read from 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 14 through 17. There Peter writes, As obedient children, do not be conformed to the desires of your former ignorance, but as the one who called you is holy, you also are to be holy in all your conduct. For it is written, Be holy, because I am holy. If you appeal to the Father who judges impartially according to each one's work, you are to conduct yourself in reverence during your time living as strangers. This is the Word of God. Here Peter says in verse 14 that one of the things that we come to see more clearly when we're going through hardship and suffering is how our lives are shaped, or as he says, conformed to the, the desires of our former ignorance. Now, what he means by ignorance is the time 
before we knew anything about Jesus, before we knew anything about God, before we knew about the resurrection of Christ and believed in his truth and reality. He says, suffering and trials have a way of clarifying how our lives were conformed, conformed to desires that, because of suffering, because of the hardship we're going through, we can no longer fulfill, we can no longer have those desires. That was happening for Peter's readers. Uh, if they desired social honor and status because they identified with Christ, that desire was no longer uh, available to them. They couldn't fulfill it in the same way. It cost them economically. And in many other ways, they were suffering the loss of desires they once had before they believed in Jesus and his resurrection. So Peter says, those things become clear to you, and it's not always easy, it's painful. Because when we're going through suffering, like we're going through right now, we can't go the places we want to go. We can't have all the things we want to have. They're being hoarded. They're not there at the stores. Many of our comforts have been lost. And maybe we see just how conformed we've been to consumerism. Maybe we're seeing just how conformed we've been to the life of busyness and hurry that's fueled and motivated by status or comparison. Uh, those are just a few examples, things that I have been processing and feeling in my own life. On the contrary, Peter says, well, here's something you can see, the call to holiness. As the one who called you is holy, you are also to be holy in all your conduct. So here's what I want you to consider, friends. Maybe during this time, something that God might be up to in your life and heart is making you more holy. Now, you need to know this. To be a holy person is not the same thing as being a good person or a moral person. A holy life is something altogether different. A holy person will be moral and good, but a moral good person might not be holy at all. Listen to how the great preacher Charles Spurgeon described the difference between holiness and morality. He said, holiness is better than morality. It goes beyond it. Holiness affects the heart. Holiness respects the motive. Holiness regards the whole nature of a person. A moral person does not do wrong in act. A holy person hates the thought of doing wrong. A moral person does not swear, but a holy person adores. A moral person would not commit outward sin. A holy person would not commit inward sin. And if committed, it would pour forth floods of tears. So holiness is something far, far different. It's a whole different quality than morality. It's beyond keeping the rules. Which a moral life, a rule-keeping life, sounds boring, but holiness is anything but boring. Holiness is, it comes down to this, it's getting more and more of God into our whole life. Or it's God getting more and more of our entire lives. All parts of us being handed over to God. Now, the image of holiness in the Bible, there's a couple different images. One is of the wind, of, 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 the, of the rushing mighty wind. The Holy Spirit is often called the breath or the wind of God. God's holy presence is unpredictable. We can't see it. We can't control it. God's Holy Spirit goes and does whatever he wills. But the other image 
of holiness in the Bible is, is fire. So wind, on the one hand, unpredictable, uncontrollable. The will of God is sovereign and free. And then holiness as fire, which means burning and refining and consuming. The fire consumes everything. The holy life is to have the very holiness of God pulsating, energizing more and more of our life. So here's the thought I want to leave you with. Could it be in God's unpredictable, unfathomable ways that during this time he might be making us more holy. He might be refining and burning all that is sin and selfishness in us. All the things we didn't want to see. All the ways that were conformed and shaped by desires other than a desire for him. And the Bible says to be holy is to be more human. To be holy is to be more holy gods. And that is to be whole. So friends, the way that God's holiness consumes our lives to make us more whole it's often like fire refining fire and whatever else God might be doing in all of this and in your life maybe consider this he might be claiming more and more of you for him in order to make you more holy in order to make you more whole think about that friends Peace be with you.